You are listening to You Were Made for This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made for This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Thank you, Carol. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 10. Today I'm going to be talking about two features of every good relationship. If you've listened to any of our previous episodes, you'll know by now that this podcast is all about relationships. Relationships are what we are all made for, fulfilling, life-giving relationships. Some of our relationships are like that, but others sometimes, regrettably, are not. So what's the difference between good relationships that work well and those that don't? It really comes down to two words. The first is want. The second word I'll say for the end of the episode, so be sure to hang around until then. For now, let's just consider this concept of want. For a relationship to work well and be fulfilling, we have to want it to be that way. We have to want it so badly we are willing to work through the problems that inevitably arise in most relationships. Some of these difficulties in a relationship are caused by circumstances outside the control of the parties in the relationship. And sometimes relational problems are caused by us. Other times they're caused by the other person. While we have no control over what another person does or doesn't do in a relationship, the one thing we do have control over is what we do and think. For a relationship to work well, we have to be self-motivated enough to work on our part on what we have control over in transforming our relationships into the best they can be. The other person may or may not respond as we like, but we still control what we think and do. This reminds me of a workshop I was leading several years ago with a missionary agency. We were doing a relational problem-solving exercise, and a woman missionary near retirement age Uh, volunteered to share the story of a conflict she was having with a much younger missionary. These two missionaries of different ages had really strong opinions about how things should be done, but they ultimately were able to solve their differences. When I asked the older missionary how they did that, she replied, We both wanted to settle our differences because we knew that our team could not accomplish its goals if our relationship was in turmoil. We both so highly valued our purpose and our goals and our mission that we just had to work things out between the two of us, and eventually we did. I love this story because it really illustrates the power of want when our desire for a healthy relationship moves us to do whatever it takes to heal any rift in that relationship. It also illustrates the principle that it takes all parties in a relationship to want that relationship to be the best it can be. This example also highlights the differences between valuing something and wanting it enough to take action. These two women in the story obviously valued having a good relationship because they took action to make their relationship what they wanted for it. You know, most of us say that we value the idea of good relationships, but often it just stops there. We like the concept or idea of good relationships, But when it comes to taking steps to actually implement the idea, 
Well, we're not so sure. Until we back up our desire for a good relationship with action, it's just a theory. And it's not even a value unless we engage in behaviors that work toward making a good relationship happen. Good relationships take work. There's no other way around it. Another part of of want often overlooked in relationships is this question. Is there anything more to our relationship that goes beyond getting our needs met? Could there be another purpose in our relationship? Is there something else we might be missing that could bring out the best in us that's even more fulfilling and life-giving than whatever it is we get out of a relationship? I would submit that the answer to this is yes, but it's something many people miss. That's something else that is missing is wanting to reflect the image of God well in how we relate to others. It's actually more fulfilling than what we get out of relationships, and it's even more life-giving than what we give in our relationships. There really is nothing more rewarding than this, than wanting to reflect God's character and likeness in how we relate to people. In the first chapter of the first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, in verse 26, there's a conversation within the Trinity that goes like this. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. Notice the plural pronouns in this verse. Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. From the very beginning, God is highlighting relationships. First, the relationship within the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then in his relationship with the human race. In verse 27, we read, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created him. To reflect the image of God well, to accurately reflect his likeness, and to fully be what he created us to be, requires that we want to be the kind of person God created us to be. And a big part of what God created us to be is relational, because he is relational. Since you are listening to this podcast, I'm going to assume this is what you want for yourself, that you want to be the kind of person God created you to be. But you and I both know there are lots of people in this world who have no interest whatsoever in being the person God created them to be. They want to be the person they want to be. They want to do life their way. One example of this that really stands out for me was a time when Janet and I were watching our twin grandsons. They were about four years old. And one of them, uh, we'll call him Little Jimmy for this example. It's not his real name, but as a teenager, he likes going by that name. Anyway, uh, he, Little Jimmy, and his brother uh, had been staying overnight with us, and he was really misbehaving, Little Jimmy, that is. So it got so frustrating, Janet and I had a talk with him, and we, and we said to him, we can't help but notice that lately you are getting into all kinds of trouble with your brother. And it seems to be making you miserable. You know, if you were to ask Jesus into your heart and ask him to help you behave, life would be a whole lot better for you. His response to us was chilling. This four-year-old said, I don't want Jesus in my heart because I want to do what I want to do. And if he was in my heart, what would he be doing there anyway? As a four-year-old, his response was kind of scary to me. He didn't want to have anything to do with reflecting the image of God and his relationships. 
I had this image flash before me that in 20 years I'm going to be visiting this kid in prison with an attitude like that. It was, it was kind of scary, actually. Fortunately, our little Jimmy has really good parents, and they worked with him, and it wasn't but a few days later that he came over to the other side and has really turned into be a very godly teenager, just the sweetest kid you would ever want to have. Um, but that moment when he was four was, was kind of scary. But sadly, a lot of adults live life like my four-year-old grandson did at the time when he declared in no uncertain terms, I want to do what I want to do. They embody that horrible Frank Sinatra tune, I Did It My Way. I actually heard that song sung at a funeral uh, years ago for a distant relative I knew at the time. It kept playing over and over again in the funeral home. How incredibly sad to to have a song like that sung at your funeral. Hey, Carol, uh, you know, if they ever play I Did It My Way at my funeral, just shoot me, okay? Uh, what was that? Y- yeah, at my funeral, just shoot me. Oh, I guess you're right, so uh, just never mind then. Well, enough of all that. Uh, for our purposes here, as I mentioned before, I'm going to assume that deep down inside, you want to be the person God wants you to be especially in your relationships. But if you're not there yet, that's okay. You'll still get value out of listening to this podcast. Hopefully, the more you learn how God wants us to relate to each other, the more you'll see the benefits of living a life that reflects his likeness in all your dealings with people. So that's the first feature found in every good relationship, the want. If the want is not there, our relationships aren't going anywhere. They're not sustainable without the want, without the willingness to work at making the relationship work. Assuming we want to relate well with people, we also need skill to do so. And that is the second feature of every good relationship mentioned in the beginning of the show, skill. Every good relationship requires skill. Listening to this podcast will help you acquire relational skills. If you hang around through future weekly episodes of You Were Made for This, you'll learn relational skills you can practice and develop. You'll learn things you can do and ways you can think that will help you relate well and that will reflect the likeness of God. Nothing is more important and more fulfilling than this. Starting next week with episode 11, I'm going to explain the four levels of relationship skill. It will help you assess where you are currently in your relational development and then where you'd like to be. Now, before I close, uh, here's the main takeaway from today's episode, our show in a sentence. It's this. A good relationship starts with wanting one badly enough to take action to make it happen. To respond to today's episode, ask yourself this question. Do I just like the idea of a good relationship? Or does my behavior show that I want to relate well to people as God intended? Coming up next week, we'll talk about the four levels of relationship skills, focusing on just the very first one. And now to end today's show is our quote of the week. We judge others by their behavior, but judge ourselves by our intentions. Author unknown. Ooh, that's hitting too close. Uh, Look forward to seeing you next week, folks. Have a great week. Bye now.